Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Back in action. (laughs) Gretchen has been on vacation for the spring break. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do with myself without you. Every morning, driving in my car. No one to afternoon. Yeah, I know. I kind of like it because it's role reversal. Normally, you know, Tab goes on a couple more vacays a year than I do. 
I, and you don't call me, but I can't help myself. I still called you. I was like, yeah, well, that's because I was busy entertaining. No, I'm saying you don't call me when I'm on vacation. Oh, yeah, no, because I figure you're busy entertaining. <laughs> I guess we don't have as much to do. I think we go on different vacation types. No, I just think that I'm a little bit more intrusive into your vacation. Oh, than yeah, no worries. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't answer if it was intruding. But uh, I, you know, we did stuff like dig for clams and then Gretchen makes clam chowder. You know, it's like labor intensive vacation. That, does, that is definitely not my kind of vacation. Oh, like, that sounds a lot of work. Yeah, it's like my dream come true, though. Yeah, because you like to torture yourself. I do. Yeah. I tortured like myself today mm-hmm. because my daughter is in a volleyball tournament and you guys, it is so long. It is long. And you sit there and you watch game after game after game in this auditorium filled with lots of people. It is 1030 at night and I am just getting home. Did you have the little boys with you too? No, thank the okay. Lord. I don't feel bad for you though then because I am just coming off of two days of travel. It took two damn days to get home. I don't know if anybody, if any of y'all saw this glitch Southwest had in their system. Apparently it was like a big deal. (laughs) I was affected by that. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. On the way there and on the way home, we had some hiccups too. But anywho, so I mean, I think I'm all about driving. I think I'd rather drive 20 damn hours than sit in the airport with my children. I think I'm such a germaphobe. I I cannot handle it. They just touch everything. Oh, I don't care about that anymore. Oh my god. I'm like lick it if you want. I oh don't my care. god. Let me tell you, I saw the most disturbing thing maybe ever. Since I saw the chick with her business on the counter at my gym, okay? I was watching I'm standing in line at Starbucks, okay? Mm-hmm. And this young lady, she's on the FaceTime with her boyfriend. I assume it's her boyfriend. I don't know. But the whole time while she's in line, okay. which I, it, I, is already weird. So she kind of holds the phone over her shoulder while she's going to grab her drink. And I am watching her phone because I'm nosy. And you know what he does? Picks his nose and eats it. No, he did not. (laughs) I'm like, what? Were you just waiting for her to not be on FaceTime because everyone else can see you? Plus, who does that? Oh my gosh. He for sure did not know anybody was watching that. That is so gross. Did you say, did you tell her? No, I was in shock. (laughs) And And how old was he? Was he like in his 20s? Yeah, I would say they were in their 20s. Also, I mean, I know you're a big mobile order person, but let me tell you how it screws you at the airport. All these people put in their mobile orders, and so the baristas are just working their tails off, and there's just, there must have been a dozen drinks just sitting there. But all, Wait, the, all those people are airport, like... At the airport, you could do mobile order. You usually cannot do mobile order at an airport. Well, you can at the Sacramento airport, which is where I had a layover. So 
all they're doing all these mobile orders, they're sitting there and then all of us are waiting. Like we had no idea it was going to take so long because... Yeah, that's bunk. That's why they don't do it, I think, because I would be that mobile order person and put it Ordering it from early. the plane. Yeah, but... Yes. Well, I just barely made it to the gate in time because my husband had a craving for a caramel frappuccino, which he acts like he doesn't know what the name is. He always does that. You know that caramel drink because he's like embarrassed. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, so I, like a good wife, went and got it for him, but then didn't miss my boarding time because the heads in the plane were broken. So... <laughs> So we were delayed. But, I mean, on the upside, it's better the heads than the engine. Because clearly... Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Right? Yeah. Okay, let's get this episode. Let's get this Yeah, let's started. get this episode started. This case comes out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Is it La Crosse or La Croix? Like the sparkly beverage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's lacrosse, like the sport. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Lacrosse, Wisconsin. It's a waterside town of approximately 52,000 people. What? It's on like Lake Michigan? It is on a lake. It is actually not on a lake. It's on, I think it's on the Mississippi River. But I could be totally wrong with that. So don't quote me. We never... I also mm-hmm. did something real dumb today. Mm-hmm. Shock. I was watching one of these volleyball teams and the back of their shirts, I could see it said Kansas, right? Because mm-hmm. they're all these teams are coming from all over. Kansas Storms. This was a team name. And then one of the girls' hair moved a little bit. And I was like, oh, it doesn't say Kansas. It says Arkansas. Where's Arkansas? You really shouldn't admit this stuff, Tab. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. This girl was looking at me like, are you serious? Yeah. I was like, what? She's like, it's Arkansas. Right. <laughs> oh my God. I about, I wanted to like bury my head. I was like, oh, because I thought it was the state of Kansas for so long. I just didn't, it wasn't registering and I'm really tired. So we all have those moments. Yeah, I mean, that was a bad one. Anyways, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Waterside Town, 52,000 people. Also, there's a college there. It's the University of Wisconsin, La Crosse. Oh. And that college brings in 20,000 college kids. So to me, it kind of sounds like a super fun town if we were, you know, 20. I'm sure they all drink Pabst beer and eat a lot of cheese like they do in Wisconsin. I'm sure they do because it's really cold. Also, I looked up the weather just because I know it's up in the northern area. And mm-hmm. today it was snowing. Yeah. You know, I've been, to Wis- I've been to Wisconsin. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about it later. But, yeah, I actually was named after the Nether Gretchen in the world. I was named after one who lives in Wisconsin. Oh. And well, if you're hi, listening... Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Hello. <laughs> it's real affordable also up there. You can get a two or three bedroom house for about $200,000. But I think it's really affordable because it's really cold. Yeah, I agree. It was a great place to live for Barb and Todd Kenhammer. 
These two, they were the all-American family. Husband, wife, two kids, one boy, one girl. And actually, by 2016, they had one baby grandchild as well. Barb and Todd were super young grandparents, by the way, as Barb was only 46. Todd and Barb just had celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary. So they must have started real young. Smart. Then they'd have the energy to keep up with their kids in airports, unlike myself. Yes, and still have energy for their grandchildren. Right. It's pretty smart. Yeah. Barb was the lunch lady at the local school where she had worked for 14 years at the middle school, which I totally give her props because those middle school boys are crazy. Todd was a factory worker. He worked at a factory making aluminum cans. He also flipped houses and fixed broken car windows on the side. So it seemed like he kind of had a little, like some side jobs, you know, for extra money. Okay. And from what their kids and their family say that these two were in love, they lived well, and nothing was off in their relationship. However, one day in September... September 16th, actually, 2016, Barb and Todd were in a freak accident. It was early morning before 8 o'clock on September 16th. Todd was driving and Barb was in the passenger seat when a pipe fell from a truck that was headed in the opposite direction than they were. The pipe bounced off the roadway and directly into the passenger side window where Barb was sitting. Todd had seen something flying in the air and even thought that it was some sort of like large bird. He didn't know it was a pipe at first. And so he had instinctively tried to block the object from impaling the car window with his own fist, but it didn't work. The pipe was a very large 53 inch long 10 pound pipe. It looks like a, it looks like a pipe that is for plumbing, if you can imagine. It's only like. <laughs> I actually can't imagine a pipe that looks like it's for plumbing. Most, pipe, most pipes are for plumbing, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> I am really tired. <laughs> So it must have been a plumber that dropped the pipe. (laughs) Okay. You know what? I'm solving this crime right now. They didn't look for all the plumbers in La Crosse, and there's not probably that many of them because there's only 53,000 people that live there. Right. Anyways, Todd looks over. He sees Barb. She's frailing around, so he makes an immediate turn. He backs his car into a ditch, hops out of the car while the car is still running, and pulls Barb out. He begins CPR on Barb, but her injuries were major, so he calls 911. Hello? Oh, oh. Hi, this is the 911 center. You called me. I've got, yeah. I've got a new help now. Yes, hang on. I've got police and ambulance. First responders headed to Emmonsburg and Cooley. I need you to tell me what happened. Slow down. <laughs> Did the car work? He jumped. Okay. And so your wife is injured? Yes. Okay. And it was in a car accident? Yes, a pipe or something came through a windshield. A pipe did. Pipe. Okay. 
All right. And I'm going to connect you to medical information, sir. What's your first name? Todd. Todd, okay. And I... Um, I'm, they're going to help you help her until somebody gets there, okay? Hurry up. I, I'm gonna, you're going to hear a dial tone in the phone ring. Just stay on the phone. Let me talk first when they pick up, okay? Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Lisa, number one. I've got Todd on the line reference yes, that accident yes. at Bergen yes. in County M. Yes. He said a pipe or something came yes. through the windshield and yes. hit his wife. His callback number is the number on the header, 608-790-2360. So... He needs Hello. some help with it. Go ahead. Okay, what are you going to do? Tell me exactly what happened. He got her and she's hitting the head and in the throat, I think, in the throat or something. She, she's got blood coming out of her nose and mouth and coming for her big and blue. How old is she? 46. Is she awake? No, I can't get her to her. She talked that first a little bit. Okay, is she breathing? No, I don't think so. No. All right, sir. We do have help on the way. Stand on the way. Hold on. Hold on. You're in the road. Sir, I want you to stay right where you're at, sir. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to try to do something with this. Yep. We're going to... I'm going to put the phone down. I'm going to... Can you get her out of the vehicle, sir? I, I got her out. Okay, I want you to lay her flat on the ground. I got her flat. I'm okay to stay, but I don't know what to do with this. Okay, listen carefully. I'm going to tell you how to do chest compressions. Place the heel of your hand on her breastbone, right yeah, between her nipples. I know how to do that. Other hand is top. I know how to do that. Pump the chest hard and fast. At least He's got blood coming out of his mouth. That's okay. Go ahead and pump it twice per second and two inches deep, okay? Okay. Let right, the chest come up all the way between the pumps. I'll come back in a minute. Okay, keep going, sir. So once the emergency crew arrives, they start to resuscitate Barb. And one of the emergency workers says to an officer, hey, you know, can you take Todd away from seeing his wife right now? I want to play a little bit of the audio from the body cam of this officer, because I think it's important for you to hear kind of their conversation while Barb is getting worked on. I know Come on, Barb, take him. Take him. Sir, come on over with me, okay? Go out the office. Come with, come with me. Who is this? My wife. It's your wife? Okay. What happened? You know what happened? Okay. Come up, come up here by my, by the thing. Okay. I don't know. Okay, left first responders. And stay right up, stay right here. Okay. There's a pipe in the ground. No, no, come out of that tree, off a truck. Off a truck? A truck or a trailer or something. I think it was a truck with a flatbed on it. And the truck just kept going? It didn't. I don't know if he fell asleep. I didn't see what. Okay. Were you in the car with her? I was. I was driving. Okay. All right. Stay right here. Okay. I don't know. Let first responders and everybody deal with them, okay? Stay. I tried to catch it. Catch the pipe? I tried to see it. I hit it. I went to hit it, but the windshield got me. It came across the windshield? It came through the windshield. Okay. Just stay right here. They're working. She's not good. She's putting blood out of her mouth. They're, they're dealing with her, okay? 
They're dealing. Let them deal with it, okay? So you can hear that once he gets pulled away from being right with Barb, he's freaking out. Officers start questioning him of what type of truck, and Todd doesn't really know. He says he thinks it's a truck. He thinks it's a flatbed truck, but honestly, he's like, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure, which I don't think I would know either. Do you think you would like no. fully remember? I never. 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 I don't remember where I parked ever. <laughs> so I don't I don't have a real wherewithal of like details like that. Only unless someone's giving me the creeps, then I like laser focus yeah. on like I gotta make a description. I know, but I'm thinking he's probably talking to her at the same time. And so when something starts flying at them, that's when they kind of pay attention, right? But I mean I've had stuff fly off of cars and hit my car. Nothing major, but, you know, like rocks or whatever. And I have no idea where they're coming out of. I assume it's coming from the, you know, big rig in front of me, but I have no idea. Right. So at this point, the officer finds the pipe, which is laying by Todd's car. And officers also immediately notice how bloody Todd was. Todd's shirt is covered in blood. His hands are really scratched up. His knuckles were scraped like pretty bad on both hands. And he has some scratches like on his body. I'm going to upload these pictures on Facebook because I think it's really important for you to kind of have a clear look on what you're looking at here. Police are pretty sus right away, even when talking to Ken on the side of the road. They're thinking, you know, random pipe, husband looks beat up, Wife is practically dead on the side of the road. They rush Barb to the hospital and they work very hard in the operating room, but Barb is left brain dead. Her family, they decided to donate all of her organs and tissue, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can also imagine her family is totally devastated. This 46-year-old disco biscuit, and she was, was taken too soon. As the family is preparing for a proper funeral for their wife and mother, the police are trying to figure out how exactly this freak accident happened. The investigators send Barb's body off for a full autopsy and start looking for evidence of this truck that dropped the pipe. In their initial talks with Todd, He kind of doesn't really know. He says that car is going northbound. He was going southbound. They ask him about the color. He says, I don't know, dark blue or green. So police put a public service announcement out. Please come forward if you were driving at this time on roadway M, this date, whatever. They also found a horse farm that had some security footage that showed part of the street. The footage is really hard to see. It was raining that day and those kind of, those security systems, they, some of them are really good, but most of them are not. So when they look, they think they can make out Todd's car. They see a couple other cars, but they do not see any flatbed truck. Okay. When the officer was on the stand and he was questioned about the identity of Todd's car that he said he saw on the on this footage, 
he was kind of wishy-washy. He was like, well, we we think we made it out that that was Todd's car and that car was driving at 7.57 a.m. However, the security footage timestamp is also 12 hours off. So we're kind of figuring it out that it's 7.57 a.m., not 19.57 or whatever it is in 21-hour time, 24-hour time. Okay. So this was a red flag that they did not find any flatbed truck driving in or around the time that Todd was driving there. Also, when they questioned the day of the accident, Todd said he was heading to pick up a truck that needed glass repair. Remember I told you he like repaired glass on the side? Yeah. Which is also kind of ironic that something would like impale his car that would need a new windshield. Okay, but so it was, just tell me this. So it was clear that the pipe did like impale the windshield though. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Because I feel like that was pretty hard to fake. The pipe was not in the windshield when the investigators showed up. However, the windshield was broken and there was a hole in the windshield where you could see that a pipe could fit through. Okay. So they ask him, where were you going with your wife this day? And he says, I, I'm going to pick up a truck from a friend that needed glass repair. They said, did your friend know you were coming? He said, no. He told me that just pick it up whenever the keys will be inside. When they questioned this particular friend, the friend said, no, Todd wasn't coming to pick up my car. I had called him about my buddy's car 
And Todd actually told me he didn't have that windshield any longer. So I wasn't expecting him to come to my house. And I don't think my friend was expecting him either. So the investigators contacted the friend of the friend. And again, that guy was like, no, Todd wasn't coming to pick up my car. So another red flag. As they dig a little deeper, they find out that Barb actually was due to work at eight o'clock in the morning. And these two were headed opposite direction of Barb's work. Supposedly, Barb was never late to work. She did not call her boss that morning and tell her she was late to work. And at 8.02, the boss was calling her saying, where the heck are you? Oh, and she's not answering. She didn't answer, right? Yeah. Her mother also says that Barb called her every morning and she failed to call her this particular morning. I thought it was crazy that the boss called at 8.02. I mean, that seems really strict. Well, yeah. When investigators received Barb's autopsy report, their initial little red flags kept growing and growing until this one was a giant waving red flag. Barb had a laceration on her forehead three lacerations on the back of her head. Her nose was broken. She had a broken rib. She had bruising to her clavicle and a couple of her fingernails were broken off and she had some scratches on her like neck area. The medical examiner said her injuries looked as though she had been in a fight or beaten. Her hycloid bones, hycloid, what is it called? Yeah, I know. We all know what you're talking about. It's that one that is usually broken if you're strangled. Strangled. It was broken. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. So that is, that was, you know, looks real suspicious at this point. Also, how do you get a laceration or three, for that matter, on the back of your head when you were hit by a pipe coming towards you? Yeah. And what broke your nose? I mean, like the whole thing was just strange. So they decided that they were going to bring Todd in for some additional questioning. They asked him about why he told them that he was going to one friend's when, you know, he wasn't going there. And Todd just acted really confused, almost like he didn't know where he was or when he was there or how it was. They asked him about Barb's injuries. And he says, no, she was not scratched before that day. Like, you know, they were like, well, could she have been scratched before? And he was like, no, she didn't have any of these injuries before we got in the car. He says he pulled her out of the car pretty hard. So maybe she got some of the injuries from how hard he pulled her out. I mean, I can vouch that she, you know, was dead weight. And me trying to even get my kids out of the car when they're sleeping is very challenging. And Todd's not a big man. He's kind of smaller than Barb. And Barb's not a big woman either. But in like all the pictures I see, she kind of is taller than him. So maybe, what? Maybe a bruise? But I don't think the the lacerations on the back of her head would come from that. The broken rib, the clavicle, that that all doesn't shake out. No, but the broken rib, I was thinking it could be from CPR. Mm, Especially if he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, that's true. He says he also pulled the pipe from the car window. 
then got his wife out of the car, which I'm not sure why he would pull the pipe out of the car window. Doesn't that seem really weird? Yeah, it seems like you would not even be concerned with that at all. That's what I would think too. So they questioned Todd also as to why his knuckles were so bloody. He said it was due to hitting the window when he was trying to block the incoming pipe. However, both of his knuckles were scraped up and his left one was much more scraped than his right one. So if he had used his left hand to punch the window, he would had to have come over the steering wheel to get to the windshield, which you wouldn't also do. So I don't think you would punch a windshield in the first place. That seems dumb. I mean, I feel like if a bird comes flying at my car, I'm not going to like punch my windshield to like, no, no. (laughs) I think I'm going to like put my hands over my face face or something. Something like that. But no, I don't think my instinct would ever be to punch my windshield. Yeah. So police also had two people come forward that were actually driving down that same road at the same time. One guy was 15, 20 minutes before 8 o'clock, and he says he did not see Todd's car. His co-worker was at 8 o'clock and said, I did see this car. I did see Todd's car. He noticed the car because basically the car looked like it had been backed into a ditch and the front was facing the road, so it was not parked normal. And so he said he drove by really slow to see if somebody needed help and he did not see anybody in or around the car. He also didn't notice any broken windshield. And he said he thought for sure if there was a broken windshield, he would have noticed it. Hmm. The car also was backed into this long grass And investigators found some of that grass stuck into the trunk, which they think only would get there if you opened and closed the trunk and you closed the trunk onto, you know, with grass kind of sticking inside of it. Mm -hmm. So with all these inconsistencies in Todd's story and how odd the whole thing was, they believe that Todd Kenhammer actually murdered his wife and made up this cockamamie story and staged an accident and called the police. You don't say. I do say. Mm-hmm. So the only thing by all of these timestamps and the people and whatnot and Ken calling 911, he would have only had three minutes to kill his wife and stage the crime scene of this accident. Okay. You think that's enough time? I feel like maybe she was dead and he put her in the car. Well, I kind of thought that too, but then I was like, but she's foaming at the mouth and like blood is coming out when they're working on her. So how does that happen? Well, he just gave her a little extra at the end at the end yeah although i don't know because he doesn't sound very smart i mean this is like the worst plan ever it is the worst plan ever 
It I mean, really is. He didn't I can even think get I his could... friend's like alibi. I mean, call the friend and say, I, I, I'm coming over, even though we know you're not. I mean, figure it out. Listen to a podcast. Figure it out. <sighs> so Todd Ken- Kenhammer was arrested for the murder of his wife, Barb Kenhammer. Ken's family was and still is adamant that Todd is innocent. But when all this evidence was presented at trial, which it was, um, all of it was what I just told you, it sounds really off, like Gretchen thinks. It sounds off. And here's the thing. The defense was writing on the fact that the jury has to find guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. But it doesn't always work that way. I know it's supposed to work that way, but I feel like... If you don't give some other explanation, then people feel like there is no doubt. Right. You know? Yeah. So there was no motive. This is what the defense was like. Well, there's no motive. So you're going to have doubt, right? There's no, like, Ken was not having an affair. Ken. I keep calling him Ken. They were married, weren't they? They were married. That's motive. No, oh, it probably is. Married for 25 years. He's like, fuck, motive. I gotta get out of this. Yeah. Um, he wasn't having an affair that they could find. He had no life insurance policy on this woman. There was no history of domestic violence or any type of violence at all. He has no record at all. If you saw Ken, you would think that there's no way this guy just killed his wife. His, but he was probably really busy with work and his wife planned a long vacation and it cost a lot of money and he didn't catch any fish. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do you feel like your husband might snap also? It's possible. <laughs> if you were ma- if you were married for 25 years, thank goodness you're not, he could have. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I will say we have seen stranger things on this podcast. We have seen people snap that you would never think have done. Uh, the prosecution also really had their, their SHIT together. Uh, they called up the forensic experts to talk about the injuries and the crime scene. And the defense made some good arguments with the prosecution's experts, but they failed to call any experts on their own. Mm. So at the end of the day, the jury sided with the state and found Ken, Todd Kenhammer guilty and sentenced him to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 30 years. So Todd's kids are absolutely devastated, as you can imagine, especially because they believe in their hearts that their dad did not hurt their mom. Mm. They have hired a new crew to help Todd and you will never guess who it is, Gretchy. Who? Jerry Buting. Do you know who he is? Yes, from Making a Murderer. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, so Jerry is now Todd's attorney and Jerry's wife is also on the team. Her name is Kathleen Stilling. And they are trying to get a new trial set for 
Todd uh, with new evidence and ineffective assistance with the last attorneys. And I would say, you know what? I don't think Todd had a good attorney. Well, if he didn't call any experts and uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like he did have a, I mean, clearly he didn't have a good attorney. But, you know, if I recall right from that making a murderer, I think those attorneys that they hired, if you're not familiar, it's the first round before now he has yes. Kathleen Selner, Stephen right. Avery's original trial. Uh, I think it set him back about 750K. Yes. So I did also read that his kids are paying for this. And so it is not cheap. And I will tell you, the investigators think that they are throwing away their money because they really believe that Todd killed his wife. I don't know if he did or not. Well, listen, OJ has kids that think he's innocent, too. So I get that, that sometimes it's real, you know, it's real hard to come to that conclusion. Yeah, sure. But I also, you know, I got kind of a crush on Jerry. So I know, I know you do. So I, I kind of don't want to think that he would be defending someone that was like real guilty. No, I think he would actually does. He does not think the guy is guilty either. So they have put together evidence of their own, like staging, like trying to recreate a pipe falling off of a truck and seeing the trajectory of like how it bounces. What does it do? How does it like, could it actually like fly up and hit your windshield? Because really that's like the first problem, right? Could right. that actually happen? Yeah. Also, they should have called experts. They should have called an expert to say like how this could, like how her injuries could have been from a pipe or an accident or whatever it is, right? So they are, um, they did get a first round to see if they could get a new trial. Um, and they will hear in the next, like, in days, they said April or May of this year, um, if he will get a new trial. Also, I just want to explain how the defense sees how Barb's injuries could have happened. And this is probably what they will say if they get a new trial. Barb was holding a really large water jug, kind of like a, like a mug almost type thing mm -hmm. in the car, in her lap. Okay. Okay. It's like a cantina, canteen, something like that. Okay. So when the objects flying at Barb's head, she most likely bent forward quickly to basically get out of the way, right? Okay. Maybe Todd's slamming on his brakes at the same time because he sees something coming at his car. Barb's nose hits the mug, which actually did have a crack in it, breaks her nose, and she hits her forehead on the dashboard of the car while the pipe is flinging itself through the windshield, hitting the back of her head because she's bending down. The broken ribs come from the CPR that Todd was trying to give her. 
the bruising and the clavicle situation also comes from, you know, the CPR situation. Scratches are a little tougher. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know why she would have scratches all over her. And then the strangulation, breaking bone doesn't make any sense to me either. Like, how would that happen? I don't know if that could... Maybe she hit her... Well, maybe if she was flopping around... Doesn't sound like she had airbags. Like no, they didn't, no, they there's no deployed. airbags. That yeah, because I guess they didn't hit something. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. it just came through the windshield. Well, I can kind of see that then. I mean, uh, I can see that her um, breaking the ribs and the clavicle because your body would be like so floppy, going towards the front end of the car. Well, yeah. So. I also think that they failed to do some like DNA check, like under her fingernails, yeah. right? They also didn't test the blood that they found on the dashboard to see if it was mixed with her blood and his blood. I mean, because if there was a mixture, then we would have a problem. But if it was just her blood, then, you know, she was the only one sitting there. Well, yeah. And if he was going to do this at home... Like I kind of imagined and then put her in the car because he would kind of have to do it like that. I mean, was there any evidence that he did do it at home? Because if you beat no. somebody to the death at home, usually there's evidence. No, no evidence. A couple other pieces of evidence that they found also was there was glass on the seat of the car, but not glass on her personally. It wasn't a lot of glass. So because the windshield cracked, you know, like split, but yeah. only like a little bit of it fell out. Um, and so there was some on her seat and they said, if if she was sitting there, why would the glass be on the seat? Well, I think when he was getting her out, the glass could have fallen off of like her clothes onto the seat. That doesn't make any sense to me yeah also they said that there was glass inside of the gear shifter in a spot where only the car could only be put in park at the time however I don't really also buy it I'm like what if he was forgot to put the car in park or I don't know like he backed up I I I think you could I think you can argue that too. Okay. Um, so I think if he gets a new trial, I honestly think he's going to be, I think he has a good shot. Okay. Well, but I don't know. You think he's the murderer? I think well, it'd be too hard to stage that kind of wonky, freaky thing. I think it's three be, minutes. I think it would certainly be worth hearing. And I bet he gets a new trial. That ineffective counsel usually gets you a new trial. It does? And, yeah. And I mean, well, that's what they all argue. And also, you know, if they have new evidence, that'll get you one. Yeah. I mean, their evidence is that basically a pipe can do that. Well, and they figure if out. an expert says it, it's evidence. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I feel like you could have an expert say anything. I mean, that is also true. <laughs> no. But I am working on a case right now where they got a new trial. Thankfully. 
So yeah, it's possible. Okay, that's uh, that's the story of Ken Todd Todd Ken Hammer. Oh my God, you're having Bar- a Vanderpump rules. You know that's Lisa Vanderpump's husband, Ken Todd. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyways, I'm glad you're home. Welcome home. If you guys want to hear more of us after this lovely episode, you can go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. (laughs) I promise I'm better than this. Oh, my God. We might be tired, but we never miss a week. I know, you guys. We were almost thinking that maybe we would take a vacation. But then we were like, we can't take a vacation. Not on you guys. So here we are. We also are on Facebook and Instagram, and we're being way more social these days. Another thing, uh, if you have not given us a review on Apple, I would greatly appreciate it. Gretchen would appreciate it too, even though she doesn't want to ask for it. She will be thankful. So true. And I will tell you why. Because... It really helps us. It does. And so if you haven't done it yet, please just scroll down and give us a good star review. That'd be nice. Um, And subscribe if you haven't yet. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That's all. That's all I got, folks. That's all we wrote. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.